well for the whole of the 2022 season. Liquorland are proud partners of Full Credit to the Boys podcast and they have everything you need to welcome in the new season, former. Yeah, they do, Sid, and I'll tell you what, after the uh, the sports-starved summer that I've just had, I sure do need a trip down to Liquorland because I gave the tennis a go and I've got to be honest, Sid, an unlikable group, um, <laughs> tough to watch. And then uh, so I thought I'll head over to the cricket, watch the Australian cricketers. Got to be honest, Sid, an unlikable group, tough to watch. <laughs> But I ended up landing on the ladies' cricket, which I didn't mind. To truth be known, I don't. I don't want to try and sound surprised, especially on ladies' day. But um, yeah, it was they're a good watch. The ladies' cricket, I got right into it. The women's cricket was fantastic this year, and I'm looking forward to the women's NRL starting. If there was a West Tigers team, I'd be more confident that we'd have a good season rather than the blokes. I think it's going to be a uh, long year. <laughs> but back to Liquorland. Liquorland has plenty of drink specials for whatever hobby you chose to take up in the off season like the favourite Bundaberg UP and Cola can 10-pack. Check it out at liquorland.com.au. i tell you what, Sid, I gave that uh, Great Northern a, a go over summer. It's a yeah, little, bit, good little bit light, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a bad drop. Uh, the old Asahai, a big favourite down there at Liquorland, but uh, my favourite is the Finch Cider. I know you're a fan of Finch Cider. Well, I reckon we should all go and get uh, Midori and Lemonades in tribute to the great man, Shane Warne. We've got more to say about him later. Oh, yeah. But uh, finally, for Liquorland, you can also sign up today to get $10 off your first purchase. For great deals on a wide range of alcohol, go to liquorland.com.au or visit your local store. But please, former, remember, drink responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See online for details. In the meantime, let's get this party started. Our first proper episode of Full Credit to the Boys for the year. This week on Full Credit to the Boys, we preview NRL Round 1 of 2022. We mourn the great Rod Bacchus Marsh. And we say farewell to the King, Shane Warne. Welcome to Full Credit to the Boys. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Full Credit to the Boys, live from the Craig Gower Twin Studios, brought to you this week by Mare Inc., uh, Rode Microphones, the great blokes at Bluebet, the better blokes from NDF Electrical and our new friends at Liquorland, Sid. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at FCTTB underscore podcast, Instagram FCTTB podcast, all one word. You'd find me on Twitter and Instagram at former underscore legend. you find the bloke to my right on Twitter at Sid Punts, all one word. He's a man who this week held a candle vigil for the death of neighbours. Uh, and he shifted IGA only on Wednesday alone. He said the phrase, what about this rain 400 times? Oddly, to the same customer. And tonight, he's wearing a KFC moist towelette as a kerchief. Welcome, Sid. Yes, well, thank you, former. Hello, Australia. Hello, world. Hello, Liquorland. Great to have a new <laughs> sponsor for the show in 2022. Welcome on board. I'll be hitting up your product all year. What a terrible week it has been, though, former. The loss of three Aussie icons, not least of which is Neighbours, as you mentioned. Mm. But I... I really think they jumped the shark when they brought back Harold from the dead. That's, that's when they lost me. It was all downhill when ratings were reliant on that bumbling fool. 
But somehow, uh, somehow Tony hung on for 18 years. That was a miracle amongst miracles. <laughs> he, he's the most. That was upset. a bigger. That was a bigger miracle than Harold's comeback. To be honest, what's Tony going to do now? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's he's typecast now. Former. Yeah. Poor yeah, lad. Grab, grab a stamp. He can write what he's going to do for the rest of his career. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not big on celebrities, former. They're just people like us, only better. But uh, <laughs> through, richer, we'll, better looking. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be talking about the we were talking about the sad loss of some sporting icons later in the show. But um, it got me thinking: celebrities that uh, really stood out, and uh, when they passed away, had a bit mm. of an effect on me. Because this week, it definitely had an effect. Um, I remember when Phil Hughes passed away. I was sitting at the barber's chair next to Todd Greenberg when it came up on the news. That, Do you uh, know where I was? Where were you? Doing the first episode of Full Credit to the Boys with the late mailman. Yeah, wow. What a great start. <laughs> <laughs> tough so to that, do jokes, got to be honest. Yeah. That was, a, that was a tough one. Chris Cornell was another one for me. Um, I told I was, you about that one. Uh, I was actually with the guitarist straight after rehearsals and then, uh, then my phone rang and it was you. Uh, mm. I'd seen him in San Fran and saw him at the Opera House in Sydney. That one really shook me, but uh, Shane Warne hit me hard. I was bawling all weekend listening to the tributes. A very, very sad week for Australian sport. I was thinking about the ones that I remember. Now, not that I was a massive Princess Die fan, but I remember the shock of uh, of her death. Sort of, it just, I think the, the ones where you think, well, no, 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 not yet. His time's not over yet. It's not fair. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, for me, Michael Hutchins was a massive one. I, I remember exactly where I was when I found out that uh, Hutchins had died. Uh, the same week that Peter Brock and Steve Irwin both passed away was a monumental um, a week. Um, funnily enough, Michael Jackson was one that sort of stuck out, even though he's probably living on the edge for a lot of his life. Yeah, I didn't but the care. other, the other, <laughs> the other two that really shook me were um, Eon FM and Holy Moly. I mean. The death of Holy Moly as a TV show was was unbelievable. <laughs> it floored me. We, well, we, ru- we ruined Ian, Eon FM. <laughs> we kind of knew. That's our bad there. <laughs> yeah. I'll put my hand up to that, to be honest. Um, I'll tell you what, Sid, in all of the Shane Warne news, one man that's sort of been forgotten about outside of Rod Marsh, obviously, yep. and that's Daryl Cullinan. Now, poor old Warney. He haunted uh, poor old, sorry, poor old Daryl. Warney haunted poor, not poor old Daryl when he was alive. Uh, he used to sit there and just heckle him and heckle him. One time, Daryl let it be known that he went to a sports psychologist before South Africa played uh, Australia um, to the point where Warney just sat underneath, uh, sat in first slip and just started saying, what colour was the lounge, the couch that you <laughs> laid on? And just heckled and heckled to the point where Daryl became a bit of a bunny for, for Warney. Um, so if you think that... Uh, Warney was haunting Daryl when he was alive. Jeez, I tell you what, Daryl might be sleeping on edge for the next couple of months because <laughs> I reckon Warney might be knocking some shit around at his house just to keep him on his toes. Uh, like I said, we'll cover off on Warney later on the show. Rest in peace, great man. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's just one of them things that I'll, I'll probably never forget the feeling when I found out that he'd passed on. The absolute king of Australian cricket. The best I've seen, mate. The yep. absolute best I've seen, and I've. I've seen a fair few, but um, if we, if it wasn't for if it wasn't him playing at the SCG, where you just had to go, you had to go no matter what. Um, if it was in anywhere else in the world, you know, even in Australian grounds or else, you had to be near a TV. If you Absolutely. knew Warney was bowling, he was, he was an absolute icon. 
Uh, he changed cricket, not only spin bowling. I think he changed cricket for a lot of us. Um, yeah, so rest in peace, great man. This is Brian Henderson. I'm Alan Jones. I'm Vivian Chin. This is Kent Brockman. I'm on Burgundy. The stories that will hit the headlines tomorrow. Well, Cydia, well, probably the biggest story outside of Warney's passing comes from the Doonside Daily, and it's a uh, faith healer hammered nail into pregnant woman's head so she'd have a baby boy. <laughs> you've, you've got to trust the science, <laughs> former. Trust the science. I read this and thought, this is a bit tough to write jokes about, if I've got to be honest. Um, nah, it's fine. Uh, Pakistani officials are hunting a sorcerer. I thought it said soccer player, but sorcerer <laughs> who, who apparently hammered a nail into the head of a pregnant woman. Can you Narrowly- imagine a soccer player with a nail in the head? They'd be rolling around. Get up, mate. Get up. It's not that bad. Uh, narrowly missing her brain. The faith oh. healer's bizarre actions appear to have been part of an effort to guarantee the mother had a baby boy. In that part of the world, to ensure a mother has a baby girl, the faith healer is said to have to smash through a glass ceiling. Um, A doctor (laughs) made the remarkable claim on Wednesday as an image emerged of an X-ray showing a nail sticking out of the woman's forehead. Uh, Faith healers who questionable practices, we say questionable, I mean, who knows, um, are rooted in mystic mystic Sufi law and a common across Pakistan, uh, despite the disapproval of many, including some schools of Islam. In South Asia, a son is widely believed to offer better financial security to parents other than daughters. And you, uh, would, need, you would need better financial security when you've got a nail sticking out your forehead. <laughs> um, private health might be a bit beyond them, but whatever. Um, the woman arrived at a hospital in the city of Peshawar, no thanks, Sid, uh, after trying to extract the nail herself with pliers, Dr. Haider Khan explained. She was fully conscious but was in immense pain, Dr. Khan said, who removed the object. No shit, Sherlock. The mother of three, uh, no, mother of three daughters said she uh. was pregnant with another girl. Um, the doctor, that's right, the doctors actually found out during all this that she, had, she actually had another girl. Uh, she's about to have a fourth which is probably a further kick to the guts, which, ironically, is what a different <laughs> faith healer suggested, but whatever. Um. <laughs> you thought, ah, oh, this is going to be tough to write jokes to, but you put that one in. Well done, well done. Uh, the woman hello, arrived at the hospital. Hello to all our female listeners. <laughs> On Ladies' Day. <laughs> I thought Ladies' Day was only during the Melbourne Cup, but apparently it's, not. It's <laughs> International Women's Day. I said, sorry. But but whatever. What'd you buy, uh, Mrs. Sid? I heard you bought a lingerie. Um, uh, An x-ray showed the five-centimetre, two-inch nail had pierced the top of the woman's forehead but had not hit her brain. Dr. Khan said a hammer or another heavy object had been used to knock it in. He's a genius, this Dr. Khan. (laughs) Um, The woman had initially told hospital staff that she'd hammered the nail in herself uh, on the faith healer's advice but later said that he'd performed the act. Channel 9 run available for comment around the rumour that the Faith Healer would be on the next series of The Block. Uh, Peshawar police were trying to grab, uh, track down the victim in an attempt to find the healer. City Police Chief Grabus Arson uh, said, We have collected the CCTV footage from the hospital and hope to reach the woman soon. We will lay our hands on the sorcerer. If he wants to hit nails into ladies' heads, let's see how he goes with the screws of Peshawar Prison. <laughs> Police are having trouble tracking the woman down because with the nail removed, she just has a red dot on her forehead 
this uh, faith healer, this faith healer in uh, quotation marks, I'm doing those air quote things, said he researched how to have a boy and the nail in the head, forehead medical procedure he he found out on Twitter, but in a rookie error, after reading a tweet about it, he forgot to ask for a source. Source, <laughs> do your own research. Sorcerer. FCTTV. Next story comes from the Nelson Bay Bugle. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Probably should have thought about this if I hadn't known it was Ladies' Day, but... um. It's uh, the headline reads: I'm 35 stone and paid one and a half thousand pounds a month to get stuck in doorways. To do what um, now? <laughs> I sent you. A, I've sent you a picture, Sid. But this 35 stone woman is paid over 1,500 pounds per month to get stuck in doorways. Wow. Danielle Birch, 25, films her size 36 frame getting stuck in cars, doorways, as well as standing next to smaller people. The content creator who eats plenty of Devon, sorry, <laughs> lives in Plymouth, Devon. <laughs> I was going to say, she should really stay off the Devon because I've just opened that photo of her. Wow. Uh, she charges £2.90 to £7.30 per video. She insists the videos are non-pornographic. Boo! <laughs> she simply says her videos for men to admire bigger women. Danielle said there's a lot of interest in seeing how my weight affects my daily life. Why? I used to... People are strange. People are strange. In the, in the break, I'm going to go Google it just to find out. But <laughs> yeah, subscribe. I, I don't um, want to be too judgmental yet. No, nah, she said, I used to wear baggy clothes to try and hide my weight, but sharing my body online has boosted my confidence. I have realised that I may not be everyone's cup of tea, certainly not green tea, but there are people out there who appreciate my body. I, I fall into the supersized big beautiful woman or BBW bracket, which is for ladies who weigh 350 to 500 pounds. She said I am 500 pounds, so even if I was to lose weight, I would still be in this category, which seems to be very popular. Uh, Danielle charges £2.90 for a five-minute video, which will involve her trying on an outfit, and £7.30, which is coincidentally the price of a three-piece feed over in England, uh, for 20-minute videos. She adds, the short videos are usually me trying on a cute outfit, whereas the longer ones might be a car tour, which would show how I fit into one, and others might be me getting stuck in doorways. Wow. Another video could involve squashing a smaller man or sitting in a hot tub, causing the water to overflow. Just uh, thinking out loud here, Sid. I'm willing to make most of these videos for half that price, uh, yeah. truth be known. I just want to carry a GoPro around with me for a little while. Um, you should. There's a market for it. And <laughs> you love a three-piece feed. How much do they cost? <laughs> Twelve bucks, as if you don't know. Um, <laughs> Two minutes out of your day. You should do this. This would be a great money spinner for you. There's no denying, she said, that some people are using my content for without being crude. Um but I do receive lovely messages from women. Danielle's newfound love for her body has helped other women accept theirs too. Uh, she adds, I'm finally comfortable with my own skin, but that doesn't mean I'm telling others to get fat. I used to hate how I look, but now I have a different outlook on it. I don't oh, want to stay this I don't want to stay this size forever, as I have limited mobility. So I've cleverly reduced my calorie intake to twenty five hundred from five thousand per day. She said, I'd be happy in size 20 clothing. I mean, I'm hearing you, sister. Um, <laughs> Danielle currently wears a size 36 on the bottom and a two-man tent on the top. She adds, 
I don't think I'll ever be the correct weight for my height. Right now, my doctors say that I should be 14 foot tall. Uh, I am six foot and I am passionate about food, hence I was a chef for 10 years and a food taster for the last 15. She said it herself, former, even if she did lose weight, she'd still be in the over 350 pound, supersized, big, beautiful woman weight bracket. I'm not sure she understands that she could continue to lose weight, but whatever. There's really no incentive for her to lose weight and to lose those more important Instagram followers and OnlyFans subscribers. She uh, contemplated getting to a healthy weight range, but her heart just wasn't in it for her. <laughs> I, um, I noticed that uh, I, I Googled BBW on your uh, computer when I was over there the other day. Uh, but every time I put BB in, the next thing was C, BBC. What's BBC? Uh, hardware. All right. Our final story comes from the mascot Mirror, and it's Man67 finds out he has half a vagina after going to doctor to treat hernia. Half a, a vagina? Six, half a vagina. This is fantastic. Uh, Tell me more. That's what they used to call you at the footy club. A uh, 67-year-old man who went to a doctor complaining of a lump on his leg was told he had a hernia, found out later that, in fact, he had female genitalia inside of him, which he went on to have surgery for. Uh, Why? It's a coincidence. It's a coincidence, Sid. I have male genitalia inside me after I've been in a pool or watched the Tigers play. Um, the man from Kosovo, who was born with only one uh, descended testicle, has gone on to complain about the growth after it first began to develop around a decade earlier. But when he came to the hospital for an operation, surgeons were stunned to discover a uterus, cervix, fallopian tube and ovary. In addition to the surprise female genitalia, they also found a missing testicle that had been up there his entire life. Wow. The doctors went on to fo- further explore and found some house keys, a watch, and a keynote pencil. According to the <laughs> New York Post, the uterus. Keynote <laughs> <A> pencil. <laughs> the uterus appeared as a pear like structure, while a sack adjacent to it contained the fallopian tube and testicle. His mystery lump only appeared when he coughed or stood up. <laughs> what a sick party trick. Jeez, you'd be sweating on him not getting COVID, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> talking about coughing up a lung, he coughed up ovaries. Um, <laughs> the man had been diagnosed with persistent malarian duct syndrome, PMDS, an exceptionally rare condition in men which sees female sexual organs develop to near completion internally alongside normal external male ones. Um, the condition has only been recorded 200 times in medical history, with his story now documented in the Urology Case Reports Journal at the University of Pristina. Uh, since the discovery, the man has been very irritable, irritable for about one week every month, <laughs> complaining about the smallest things and telling how much he hates men. And then he starts crying and then talking about a glass ceiling and then starts eating chocolate to feel better. Unbelievable um, memory. <laughs> Unbelievable memory, though. <laughs> Uh, the US National Library of Medicine, the NIH, says undescended testes uh, or soft in, ingui, inguinal hernias are common telltale uh, signs of the syndrome, which occurs when the malarian duct does not break down as it usually does in male bodily development. Source. When asked, Source. When, <laughs> when asked if the man was going to have his vagina removed, doctors said they were unsure as the man hadn't stopped fingering himself for the past week. <laughs> 
some individuals with PMDS suffer from infertility or blood in their semen. Oh, right, eh? As a result of the condition. We've all been on a five-day bender. Um, it is usually only discovered when surgery is performed on the growths. A previous case documented by the NIH saw a 26-year-old man discover he had the condition when a lump failed to disappear after experiencing trauma to the groin. He moved to Thailand and started playing with ping-pong balls. Well, former, you know me, I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy, so if I was this fella, half a vagina is still pretty good. I'd be stoked. <laughs> this guy, This guy's like a modern-day superhero. Know, do you know how long a man... With my appendage has been looking for a half a vagina full. <laughs> oh, what do I do for one? Even a, a quarter would be good, but I'll take a half if I can get one. This guy, this guy's like a modern day superhero. Much, much like when the Hulk, he gets angry, he turns green and massive. Old mate. Oh, mate, coughs and a vag pops up on his leg. <laughs> I would love this. This is hours of entertainment. I would dead set never leave my house. Saying that, every time I have a, sh- every time I shout at the Oatly Pub, five up <laughs> you. Well, so before we start the NRL news, I thought we'd do our final predictions for 2022. Um, sure. I mean, I know a lot of people have got their uh, betting pencils sharpened, just sweating on this part of our uh, um, our podcast. And They've extracted their Kino pencils from wherever <laughs> they were hidden. Internally in a sack or down. something, I don't know. <laughs> um, so let's start with the first one. Grand final teams, the two... And then the ultimate winner. Who have you got for 2022? I have got the Roosters playing the Panthers and the Roosters are going to win the comp. Um, for me, I have the Panthers playing the Roosters in the <laughs> Matsing Shield and I have Penrith going back to back. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. The Dally M, mate, who have you got picked for the Dally M? I've got Tom Trebojevic, as long as his hamstrings hold up. I wrote that guy off last year and he won. Yeah. Uh, he'll back up again. I've got James Squiddy Squidesco um, <laughs> to win the, the Dally M. I think he'll, Squiddy. I think he'll have a big year. I mean, um, as long as there's not any uh, TV series and he's got to sit down and watch from around South Korea way, he should be fine. So I think he's Squid- changed. He's a changed man. He's grown up a lot. Yeah, yeah. I in sure the five has. Minutes, in the five minutes <laughs> since he was a prick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've got Squiddy as my uh, Delhi M winner of the year. I don't top- even care. I don't even care that we let him go. No, of course not. He's not even that good. Yeah. Imagine him and uh, Cheekham in the same team. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you'd be pulling at all his racist gear. Um, who's your top try scorer for 2022? I've got two. I've got Alex Johnson. Um, but I've got a roughie as well. Mm. You'll like this one. Mm. We're going Kev Nagama on the back of the Roosters, going I, all the way. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, he's probably he's probably going to get a starting spot, and he he won't let it go, and uh, he'll score some tries. The big man. I've picked um, picked up a, a storm recruit in Xavier Coates. 
Yeah, I've got Xavier Coates on my list and Joe Suwali as well. Yep. But yeah, but oh. I went with Kev Nagar. What, what I'm actually going to do this year I like year that. I, don't know, I might uh, have a look at that on Bluebet and see what they're offering around that. Well, what I'm going to do this year, I'll see if you want to be involved. It's a question without notice. <laughs> but, uh, I'm probably, in. Whatever you're uh, about to say, I'm in. <laughs> Well, over the weekend, like we're growing, we did last... We're growing half vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to leave the house. Uh, <laughs> now, nah, what I was thinking I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to have a try scorer bet uh, each week. Mm. See if... Uh, not a first try scorer. That's, that's for Muppets. Were you going um, to uh, let everyone know about the project? Yeah, well, that should be coming soon, depending on how well my tips go. So... Uh, <laughs> I, I put it to you, good sir, that you and I will put out a, on a tweet closer to the game. We do this podcast on a Tuesday, not even knowing who's named. Yeah. So we'll put it out on Twitter. We'll put the odds from Bluebet. Just a try scorer, your best try scorer, the one that you think is a lay down certainty to score a try over mm-hmm. the NRL weekend. We'll put some money towards it and we'll see who's got the most money, last man standing kind of thing like over it. the season. So look out for that tweet, people. If this if this podcast episode ever goes to air, I'm in the uh, I'm in the Tony Grimaldi uh, satellite emergency, emergency flood studios in Peakhurst. You can hear a dog barking and it's pissing down now. We've got no internet service, so I could have just made up a whole segment and thing we're going to do, and no one will ever hear it. But anyway, I'm trucking on. Uh, if no one gets to hear this episode, how good was that first part that we did earlier on? Uh, oh, so good, so good. Origin, mate, what have you got? Mate, you can't go past the Blues. I've got to back the Blues in. I'm not sure what's happening with Nathan Cleary. I heard today he's going to be out for the first four weeks. And as I said last week, the weight of their season's going to be on his shoulders. And his shoulders are looking a lot smaller lately, <laughs> I've heard. But uh, if he returns to form and we keep that squad together, it should be a golden era for New South Wales. So we'll win 2-1. No, I've got three zip. I think yeah. um, I think Billy Slater, hell of a fullback, couldn't coach, couldn't train a choco vine up a shithouse wall. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, let's see. Um, outside of uh, Slater, who's your first coach gone for the Trent Barrett? Yeah, he looks tired, doesn't he? He looks very tired, and Gus doesn't like tired coaches. <laughs> um, I've got him at round nine. Round nine, he's gone. Round nine. I think he'll be happy with round nine. Um, yeah, I'm the same, mate. I, I I have grave doubts for Trent Barrett, and already I think he's made some strange decisions. Although they did, they do have a drone, despite what uh, Buzz Rothfield has reported. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't get to read that article because I got no internet today. <laughs> geez, geez, I'm filthy. Don't don't fill me in on what it was because I couldn't give a fuck. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, and the Wooden Spooners for 2022, mate. Who's your prediction? Uh, I've gone the Cowboys. I said it last week and I copped some shit from uh, Cowboys fans, but whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my roughie for the spoon because I think it could all turn pear-shaped. And this is going to piss off a lot, from, a lot of my Newcastle friends. The Knights. The Knights could end up going real bad. You reckon? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've also picked the Cowboys. I also have been... Um, receiving all sorts of death threats from people who stop from kissing their cousins just quick enough to send me uh, filthy texts and SMSs yeah. and tweets. About, eh? um, absolutely filthy Every- they are. 
Everyone's um, entitled to an opinion, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The only way they won't <laughs> is if Jonathan Thurston comes back. But, um, yeah, I, I think they are in all sorts, uh, as are the Tigers. Um, let's talk, start with the first story of the week, Sid. Um, although there was some breaking uh, news today. Let's talk about three, three different things happening in three different clubs. First of all, uh, Nathan Cleary won't play this weekend. He's out injured. Yes, just mentioned that. He's looking pretty tiny. Yes. What happens. Um, Adam Reynolds is also out with COVID. Yeah, I think. Do we talk about that uh, in the next? Yeah, well, I think we do. But also, yeah. the, the other story coming out early today was a fight or a, a, a yeah. Donnybrook or a, a Tater Tate or a. Yeah, a melee. A, a melee <laughs> <laughs> uh, between um, uh, Latrell Mitchell and uh, Post. Jacob Host. Jacob Post. Uh, Jacob Host, yeah. not Post. Yeah, um, yeah at uh, training, Sid. Were you yes. horrified by this vision of of uh, host V Mitchell, mate? What do you think? I fucking love it. I'm a <laughs> I'm a massive Jacob Host fan, former Renown junior. Even though I used to hate Renown when I played for Pensurst, they used to smash me. But now they pay me to do their live shows, so I love Renown. It's one of my favourite junior clubs. Jacob Host should be sticking up for himself. Don't worry about that sook, the troll Mitchell. What's he ever achieved in the game? You stick up for yourself, hosty. Well, given what he'd done to his other mate from the Roosters last year, I wouldn't be uh, trying to be mates with the troll because he just bashes you anyway. So there's no, there's nothing wrong with this, is there? A bit of no, bit of a uh, melee at training. Who cares, mate? mate it's good. A couple of the Bulldogs blokes were kissing each other's missuses only last year, so. <laughs> Um, wait, talk- wait, 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 wait. Are you suggesting that the fight at training wasn't training related? I believe it was. Um, let's start with the first story of the week. 70% of NRL club bosses believe rival teams use illegal third-party deals to flaunt the competition. Salary caps it. No. Uh, according to a Sydney Morning Herald survey of 23 chief executives and chairmen who responded... There was a general consensus illegal third-party agreements were being used by clubs to gain an advantage. The NRL have done a good job cleaning up a lot of the confusion and irregularities around third-party agreements, an anonymous boss told the Sydney Morning Herald, but many clubs believe there are still instances where a club will operate outside their TPA rules to secure income for a player. That sort of assistance can make a big difference in signing or keeping a player. Since 2017, the third-party agreement market reduced from 8.2 8.2 million to 4.2 in 2021. The dealings are still perceived as a problem within NRL clubs, even after the organisation cracked down on third-party deals following the eel salary cap scandal in 2016. In 2019, the Roosters recorded only 69,000 in third-party uh, agreements, but stars such as Cooper Cronk and James Squiddy Squidesco uh, benefited, benefited from whole game sponsorships not included in the team-by-team breakdown. Again, the Storm led the com- competition in 2019 for third-party agreements with the Broncos, 350,000, Panthers, 233, Sharks, 212, and Rabbitohs, 199, all not far behind. Nah, this is a storm in a teacup, to use a peculiar phrase. Storm in a teacup. Straight away, the Storm <laughs> are looking for a tea sponsor. <laughs> yeah, nah, they, what's the go here? they Clubs follow the rules, man. You can see in <laughs> you can see in their roster, it's very even across the board, year after year. 
Good players are shared out across the board. I got no dramas with this. <laughs> that's that's a good call. Uh, Brisbane's marquee man, Adam Reynolds, will miss round one of the NRL season after returning a positive COVID-19 test. Reynolds and Broncos teammate Kobe Hetherington were positive on a rapid antigen test and then tested positive on PCR as well. They are now both isolating and the club confirmed they'll be unavailable for round one. They'll miss the season opener against South Sydney next Thursday. Uh, this Thursday, I should say. Reynolds has missed Brisbane's two pre-season trial games after it was revealed last week he'd been battling Hamstring issues. Yeah, well, I blame Kevy for this former. He's uh, <laughs> he's been training him too hard up there at Brisbane. Reynolds told him so. He had sore legs. Now he's got a hamstring. And now COVID, everyone knows, trust the science, do your own research. COVID is caused when you're just training way too hard. So I just hope Ben Iken and the board at the Broncos realise that Kevy is not the man for the job up there and I hope that they look for a new coach ASAP. Source. Source. Um, Source. Kevin Walters will head into the 2022 season with a fair bit of pressure on his shoulders. Yes. But one more year in his contract with the Brisbane Broncos. It was was confirmed Friday that the Broncos had extended Walters' contract until the end of the 2023 season, despite finishing in 14th place last year. Extend, hey? Extending Kevin out to the end of 2023 now provides the stability we need to continue the improvement shown in the back half of the 2021 season, said Broncos CEO Dave Donahue. Yeah, well, I think this is the right move, former. Uh, <laughs> I think he's he's the perfect man for the job, as I was just saying. Um, Source? Especially... Especially, well, I think Kevy's going to do a good job out there, and they should have extended him. He's been going so well for so long. Um, especially after St. George coach Peter Griffin was tied up for an extra year, the Broncos definitely had to move quickly on Kevy. So I'm glad they did. That's well right. done. Well done, Benny Iken. Well, after the news of Brisbane sealing Kevy Walters for another year, the Sydney Roosters reacted by locking up three-time premiership winning coach Trent Robinson <laughs> on a mega five-year contract extension to extend his reign at the club to 16 years. The Sydney Roosters today announced that head coach Trent Robinson has extended his contract by a further five years up until 2028, which will make it 16 years, as I said. Five-year extension. That's uh, his, his term's not even up. What a legend. Kevin Walters said, said to his agent, they do five-year extensions. Why didn't we ask for that? <laughs> um, currently contracted until the end of the 2023 season, the extension ensures that Robinson, the longest-serving coach in the Foundation Club's 114-year history, will remain at the helm until the end of 2028. That's incredible. Imagine having a coach for 16 years. In that time, West Tigers have had seven or eight, a couple of, <laughs> couple of interim ones there. Could be up to about 10. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he... He's unbelievable. He's had a great record there, Robinson. He, Bellamy and Madge Maguire are by far and away the best coaches in the game. Uh, James Squiddy Squidesco has apologised in regards to an off-season incident where he was accused of making a racial slur. Uh, The Roosters' captain and um, future One Nation candidate uh, was (laughs) was fined $10,000 by the NRL over the incident. Outside of a Bondi pub last year. Squid, squiddy Squidesco is never going to get boring to say. That's, it's, it's on. Squidesco came under fire after a 20-year-old woman of Vietnamese descent lodged a formal complaint with the NRL, alleging the fullback shouted, Squid Games, at her 
a reference to a popular Korean series, Squid Game, on Netflix said. Yeah, after all the denials from Squiddy Squidesco <laughs> yeah. about whether he said anything on the night, his apology, doing those air quote things again, uh, his apology was just a statement on how much he's grown since the incident, how much kids look up to him, and get this, how much he is an amazing role model. It was the greatest, <laughs> the greatest apology ever. <laughs> he's just got up there and gloated. Um, I, I, unbelievable. It was not phenomenal. only that, and I'm, sh- I'm surprised you haven't uh, picked up on this, but he ended the um, uh, the press conference with stop the boats. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> and he did that thing with his eyes. It was uh, Chinese, <laughs> Japanese, whatever. Press the button, out comes these. Um, uh, wow. Kalen Ponga is keeping the Knights on their toes as his next contract decision draws closer, admitting that his next deal will be all about winning as the Dolphins lead a number of rival clubs in the running uh, running for his signature. The 23-year-old is currently on a massive deal with the Knights through until the end of the 2024 season, but with player options in his favour for the next two years, he could depart the club as early as the end of 2022. Yeah, well, this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Sorry, Knights fans. I really think this has the potential to derail your season. And uh, like I said before, I have to say sorry, nice fans, because all of the Cowboys fans <laughs> complaining to me during the week about my predictions, uh, they were sending me bags of dog shit to P.O. Box 4166 <laughs> Oatley West. If you want to send me something, please don't send me another bag of dog shit. <laughs> I also had hate mail from Broncos fans. It was full of spelling mistakes. I couldn't understand what it said, but piss off. It's just an opinion, whatever. Um, The Newcastle Knights bid to sign former Broncos star, I'll say those terms loosely, Anthony Milford to play this season has caught the NRL off guard. Milford was cut by the Rabbitohs after he was arrested on September 20 and charged with three counts of assault, occasionally bodily harm and one count of willful damage involving a vehicle. However, Milford recently was linked to a move to the Knights in time to debut for the club next month. Uh, the Sydney Morning Herald's Denny Widler uh, interviewed himself and reported the NRL <laughs> has had zero clubs approach them about registering a contract for Milford and the game's governing body is not impressed by his actions in the alleged matter that's now before the courts. Well, I've been told by my sources at the NRL that the NRL won't even look at registering a contract for the MILF until Buzz Rothfield and Danny Widler do at least three redemption stories about him. <laughs> oh, so this Sunday should be right to go. Yeah, probably um, late, late Sunday afternoon. <laughs> the Seagulls are set to offer skipper Dally Cherry Evans a one-year contract extension to allow him to finish career a one-club player and keep him out of the reach of the Dolphins. Cherry Evans has already contact, contracted until the end of 2023 but the Daily Telegraph's Brent Reid reported that he is in talks about a one-year extension that would blow any plans Daly Cherry Evans Junior Club, the Dolphins, have to bring him home and uh, back out of the water. I don't know what that means. DCE has... Maybe it's talking about the floods. DCE has this year and another year left in his contract at Manly, but they are already talking to him about extending that for one more year, Reid said on Triple M. Yeah, the Dolphins business, it's going to be a distraction all season for teams as old Bones Bennett tries to sign some big names to join his already ageing roster, and they haven't even kicked off yet. It's going to be interesting times ahead. 
for the heavyweight championship of the world. This is a famous victory. Sports News. Boxing. Nikita Zoo has lived up to the hype in his professional boxing debut, dominant in a second-round stoppage of a bloodied Aaron Stahl in Brisbane. With a world title contender and older brother Tim in his corner, the 24-year-old son of Kostya, who gave away a career in architecture to pursue a dream in the ring, barely raised a sweat in Nissan Arena. His left hand found his way through Stahl's defence from the outset before a combination sent him to the canvas midway through the second round. Stahl, who boasted two wins in a draw from previous fights, stood up again but only made it back to the middle of the ring before Zhu stopped him again with his right hand this time. I didn't get to see the fight because uh, I've got no internet. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. <laughs> and the uh, lounge room's underwater. But uh, was it a good fight? <laughs> Did you watch it? Uh, well, I've I seen highlights, and to be honest, after two rounds, um, that's all you needed to see. He, he looked good, mate. He did look good. I mean, the pedigree's there, obviously. Um, it'll be interesting. I've seen both these guys sparring down at the yeah. gym at yep. um, Brighton Lasands, and yep. I've got to say, mate, they are both chips off the old block. Yeah. It's a, it's a real shame for the architecture world, though, that he's been lost to them. Soccer. Hashtag talk other games down. Mexico's top division football league suspended all matches scheduled for Sunday after a massive brawl among fans during Saturday's match between host Querétaro and Atlas from, oh Jesus, Guadalajara, the reigning <laughs> league champion. We regret and condemn these events which run contrary to the spirit of our soccer, the Mexican Soccer Federation said in a statement. The Saturday match was suspended in the 62nd minute when uh, multiple fights broke out in the stands. Security personnel opened the gates to the field so that fans, including women and children, could escape the stands. Quadraro uh, Governor Maurizio Curi said in the videos posted earlier on Sunday that 14 men had been hospitalised. Four of them had minor wounds and eight were in stable condition, but two of them injured were in critical condition with severe injuries. After several minutes, some of the fights moved to the field where they continued punching and kicking. Some people were armed with chairs and metal bars. One fan could be seen pulling a knife to cut the nets of the goal. One Others destroyed uh, one side's bench and some fought in the tunnel that goes onto the field. Did anyone die? Nah. I mean, this is what happens. Play when on. Play, play on, I say. <laughs> what happens when you play a game for 90 minutes and have a nil-all draw? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Frustrations nah. boil over. I'm all for it. Soccer. The famous statue of Manchester United star Cristiano Ronaldo in his hometown of Funchal uh, in Portugal has been left with a rather shiny crotch following years of fondling from overexcited fans. Following the unveiling of the tribute back in 2014 when many questioned the size of the bulge afforded to the then (laughs) Real Madrid forward and it has only stood out more as the years have gone on. As with many famous statues that are made of bronze, oil is transferred from human hands to give the portion of the model that has touched the most a shinier appearance. Unfortunately for the 3.4 metre tall Ronaldo statue, the bulbous crotch is at perfect height for posing visitors, uh, with thousands rubbing the same spot over the years. Yeah, this I've been down to Juni. This has not happened to the Ray Warren <laughs> statue. <laughs> There's a tiny little bean-shaped shiny bit on his trousers. That's about it. This is why I'll, I'll never get a statue. It costs a lot in bronze. I understand the Cameron Smith statue down there in Melbourne 
up on the top where the Devon head part is <laughs> is very shiny, but the artist put that in himself. <laughs> Pillow fighting. Uh, P- a new Pillow fighting? That's right. Yeah, now uh, you've piqued my interest. Full credit to the boys, the home of pillow fighting. Yes. Uh, a new organisation in Boca Raton in Florida says pillow fights are not just for kids anymore. The Pillow Fight Championship has been held, holding matches since last fall in hopes of highlighting pillow fighting as a professional combat sport. CEO Steve Williams... <laughs> of course it's Steve Williams. Uh, yep. Says it could get surprisingly tough in the ring. Um, we had our own first TKO, technical knockout, he said. We know, Steve, we know. We in know. The second, we know, mate. We know, mate. In the second round... Jeez, talk about a pillow. Um, <laughs> in the second round of this championship, Williams told, as it happens, host Carol Off. That's all right. Carol Off, who hosts As It Happens. I don't know what's going on here. No. Um, Nobody is expecting to see a TKO, said Steve Williams. It was historic. And now, pillow fighting is amongst the sports to have raised its, uh, its chances as possible alternatives to horse riding as the fifth discipline in modern t- pentathlon at the <laughs> Olympic Games uh, uh, at Paris 2024. According to a post from the International Modern Pentathlon Union Athletes Committee on Instagram, I follow it's a great, great uh, oh, account to follow. fantastic. A lot of followers. Eight disciplines have been suggested as the replacement for horse riding, which was axed from the sports Olympic slate following the horse-punching scandal at Tokyo 2020 last year. Um, 20, Tokyo 2020, held in 2021. Yeah. Another proposal would see fencing drop from the program in favour of a triathlon hybrid. Other suggestions include cycling, mountain biking, motocross, or an electric format of riding, roller skating, obstacle racing either on water or land, steeplechase, Drone racing or hurdles running? Drone racing is sick to watch. That's heaps fun. But um, why are we going all woke? Just because some bloke punched a horse. Like, who hasn't punched a horse? <laughs> that, was, that was actually my highlight of the Olympics. A very lacklustre Olympics, except for the horse punching. If you ever come on a, on a day with, a pump, with me at Ramwick, there'll be about eight horses I want to punch by the end of the day. So Exactly. Um, got no dramas with that whatsoever. No. I'll tell you what, drone racing... Um, we can probably rule out any future candidates from Australia coming from the Canterbury area because they didn't have <laughs> drones. Ah, uh, Sid. Saturday morning, we woke to SMSs, texts, uh, tweets, private messages, all stating what would seem like the absolute impossible. Yep. Shane Keith Warne was found dead uh, in Koh Samui in Thailand. Uh, Warney who was 52, um, was a right arm, right-hand wrist spinner, obviously we all know, and the greatest ever, let's be honest. Yep. Um, he played in one day as he was a star in that. He was a, obviously a star in tests. Um, he made his debut in 1991 where he took one for a million yeah. um, <laughs> against India. He absolutely got carted. Yep. That, um, that was you or me. We wouldn't get another chance. Oh, uh, no. No. Uh, not that I'm comparing you or me to the King Shane I am. Warne. I am. <laughs> uh, his last test was in 2006 7 uh, at the SCG against England, where he actually bowed at the end of it to say goodbye to the crowds. Um, he was part of the 1999 One Day International World Cup winning team. He played in eight Ashes series and won seven. 
Uh, he had the most test wickets by an Australian, still does. Uh, he captain coached Rajasthan Royals to the IPL victory in 2008. He was one of Wisdom's five, Wisdom, five cricketers of the year in 95. He was named in Wisdom's all-time Test 11. He uh, took a Test hat-trick against England in 94-95. He was the first player to take 700 Test wickets uh, in the game. He was the most wickets in a calendar year, 96, in 2005. He has the most Ashes wickets, uh, 195 from 36 Tests. And he has the most runs in a Test career without a century. He's famously out on 99 over in Western Australia off a no-ball. On a no-ball. It was disgraceful. Uh there's been many tributes to Shane Warne over the weekend, and I was bawling my eyes out listening to all of them. But uh, an absolute legend of the game, a true Aussie bloke. He did not give a shit. He just went out there, did what he did. A true man's man and loved by everyone. Uh, he will be sadly missed. Yeah, um, I can't add any more to that, mate. I can't add any more. Um, prior to that, on Friday, uh, the cricket world paid tribute to former Australian wicketkeeper Rod Marsh after the 74-year-old died of a heart attack. Uh, Marsh leaves an indelible impact on the sport of cricket, both on and off the field. On it, uh, Rod Marsh was a genuine game-changer, becoming the first Australian keeper to hit a century when he put up 118 in the first test against Pakistan and Adelaide in 72 the legendary wicketkeeper also formed a lethal partnership with Dennis Lilly in 95 of his test wickets. They're all caught by Marsh. Uh, it, saw the, it saw the term court Marsh, court Marsh Lily become, bold Lily yep. become commonplace in cricket folklore. In 20, 2005, he was inducted into Cricket Australia's Hall of Fame. Um, he made his impact after retiring uh, on the younger generations, becoming head coach of the Australian Cricket Academy in Adelaide in the 90s and 2000s. He also served as a national selector in 2016. Um, mate, he, he was from a time where cricket all of a sudden came of age and where there were some real characters in it. Like Absolutely. we said, it was Marsh, there was Lily, there was Tomo, even the great Lenny Pascoe. There were so many big names that were playing cricket in them days. Um, I remember back in those days, the World Series cricket had just started and there was these World Series cricket T-shirts that kids could get yep. and they had the face of the cricketers on them. And I remember saying to my old mum, I said, Mum, I'd, I'd really love a Rod Marsh T-shirt. <laughs> and um, she went to the shops and she came back with a fucking Kim Hughes one. Um, <laughs> no one wanted a Kim Hughes one. Fucking blubbering mess <laughs> only a couple of fucking months later. No wonder she got that. That was the only one left. No one uh, wants them. <laughs> She gave my brother a fucking Dennis Lilly one. That'll absolutely uh, do me. Yeah. You're not, the, you're, not the favorite, you're not the favourite child there. Jesus but, uh, Christ. By, by all accounts, Rod Marsh was a, an absolute legend bloke, loved by all again. Uh, I saw a photo of him during the week in a drinks break, having a cup of tea in his little short shorts and having a durry. Um, growing up, playing cricket and being a wicketkeeper, he was my all-time hero. That was a very, very sad day for Australian cricket because he was involved behind the scenes for his whole career and he will be sadly missed as well. And held the record for the most beers drunk to England before Booney knocked him off. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, what's not to like about the bloke? Yeah, exactly. Rest in peace, uh, Rod Marsh. Rest in peace, Shane or Keith Warne. Um, two absolute cricketing heroes from both our lifetimes who 
will never be replaced. We'll never see anything like either of those guys, and um, the world's a poorer place without them. Now, while we take a break from talking uh, all things NRL, said Liquorland have been there for us West Tigers fans from wooden spoons to finals. Mainly wooden spoons, let's be honest. We've now, never won a wooden spoon. <laughs> We've never won a wooden spoon. That's one thing I hang my hat on. As <laughs> uh, always this year. Now, with the season kicking off again, Liquorland has you covered for those last-minute drinks. Get free 30-minute click and collect from your local store and relax knowing your drinks are all sorted. What do you think, uh, Sid? Are you going to call them up and get them to deliver stuff to your place? Absolutely, I will. <laughs> uh, for the next, what, seven months, I'll be sitting on my couch watching sport, having a few beers. Why not? I'm tipping you'll get on a first-name basis with old mate from Liquorland. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the season, he'll, I'll come into your joint and he'll be sitting on your lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about me. Anyway, remember, you can sign up today and get $10 off your first purchase. Just visit liquorland.com.au. Please drink responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See online for details. Let's go to the greatest podcasting segment throughout all the lands. It's time for this. We all want you to go grab a mirror. We're all hoping that you'll change your way. And no message could be any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Yes, for the first time in 2022, it's time for Grab a Mirror, Sid, the most popular podcasting segment in all of the world. Yes. Uh, you can, of course, put in your entries to Grab a Mirrors every Tuesday. As I put out a tweet uh, around 7.30. Uh, use the hashtag Grab a Mirror, hashtag G-A-M. I put out another tweet around uh, 3.30. Same thing. Use the hashtag to be mentioned. It's top 10. Top 10 only, Sid. Top 10 only. We want quality this year because Liquorland... <laughs> Liquorland's jumped on board as a sponsor, and there may or may not be prizes for the best grab a mirror throughout the months. We'll see. If yeah. they're good. If they're good. You guys determine whether there's going to be a prize. Don't That's give right. a shit grab a mirrors. That's right. Well, I'll start this year with mine, and I'll tell you what, you'll go a long way to find a better story than this. Hit me. I'm excited. Grab a mirror, Auto Nation Ford Golf Freeway in Houston. <laughs> It's a Ford dealership, Sid. What have um, they done to you? Well, not nothing to me, but I'll tell you what. Uh, Texan plumber Mark Oberholzer of Galveston County has filed a lawsuit against the car dealership in one of the weirdest stories your dead set ever going to hear. Now, it seems Oberholzer uh, decided it was time to trade in his work ute, or as they call him in America, his frickin' truck. Uh, and <laughs> decided to upgrade to a new model. Now, on the day of the handover... Alba Holzer said uh, goodbye to his 2005 Ford F250 and picked up a brand new Ford fucking truck. <laughs> now, as the uh, paperwork was being completed, Mr. Alba Holzer's son started peeling off the decals on the truck that showed uh, the plumber's phone number and the name of the company. But the salesman said, look, stop it because you'll harm the paint and we can remove it later in here in the uh, workshop with a heat gun. Now... A few months went by and Alba Holtz has started receiving these weird messages on his phone, threatening his life as well as his family's. Now, before too long, it seems Alba Holtzer also started getting tagged in photos on all social media of his old rig. Now, it seems that once Auto Nation Ford Golf Freeway in Houston took possession of Alba Holtz's old truck, uh, it was exported from Houston 
to Mersin in Turkey. Uh, and the following month, um, it went from Turkey all the way over to Syria. And then it wound, wound up being modified to carry an anti-aircraft gun <laughs> in its flatbed manned by jihadi fighters, the lawsuit says. <laughs> Um, it didn't take much longer for the used truck to be showed up in photos uh, the jihadis had put up on social media on the front lines in Syria and still had the logo and the phone number of his company, <laughs> Mark One Plumbing, visible on the doors. That's fantastic. After images of the truck appeared online, the plumber, Mark Oberholzer, claims he lost business and received hundreds and hundreds of death threats that accused him of being a terrorist sympathiser. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Oberholzer is seeking more than $1 million in damages in a lawsuit filed last week, according to his lawyer, Craig Elland. A copy of the lawsuit uh, was provided to the New York Times. The lawsuit included one such example taken from his Twitter account of a writer in Illinois who reports on jihadist groups and said a Chechen was using plumbing truck truck against (laughs) regime in Aleppo supplied by an American plumber. Um, According to Mr. Island, one of the callers that uh, the left a message, said, how can you call yourself an American if you're supplying vehicles to ISIS? The plumber immediately corrected the tweet. He said, first of all, it's a vehicle. It's, it's, it's not a vehicle, he said. It's a fucking truck. <laughs> and second of all, I didn't just supply the truck. I also supplied three empty Monster Energy cans, two zoo magazines, half a ro- roll of bog roll, and a pair of Stilsons. Anyway, grab a mirror, Auto Nation, Golf, Ford, Freeway in Houston, or whatever your name is. If the next car you send to Syria is an lavender starlet with full credit the boys sticker on it, <laughs> then you're dead set not even trying. Look out for the full credit to the boys lavender starlets out on the street giving away cans of drink. <laughs> what do they call it? The lavender thunder. <laughs> At Dave underscore Krellen. Hey, Dave. Gra- grab a mirror, the whack jobs saying that vaccine killed Warney. His body was t- was about as stiff as me watching midget porn when when the whack job started start started up on him. Let him rest in peace, you absolute nut jobs. Source? At efficient, not lazy. Says, grab a mirror, bloke in a par. <laughs> he said, I can't put him in it, as there's no, they're not on Twitter anymore. For blatantly knocking off Full Credit The Boys podcast, on your merchandise. It's an absolute outrage. And then having the audacity to try and gouge $50 for a t-shirt. For a year, brah, Norman will have to buy a ton of those to even break even. And, by the way, your beer is rubbish, said Efficient Not Lazy. Well, I've not tried his beer, but um, look out for our merch. The official full credit to the boys merch on mareinc.com.au. Our stuff's heaps better. At Mattias underscore Janus. Grab a mirror of those who pretend not to get the Are You Alone? Listen to Full Credit the Boys podcast and you'll laugh in 40 seconds. Reference. <laughs> hashtag staying power. Hashtag damn buffering. Hashtag hurry up. Wife has just parked the car in the driveway. Hashtag, hashtag NBN needed. I actually didn't get the reference. Uh, Tracy from Mayor Inc. sent that in a group chat. That was fantastic. Thanks, Trace. At Troy T. Wright. Says, hashtag grab a mirror at West Tigers. Put a minute. If you're looking for an unfunny comedian who knows nothing about rugby league to launch your season, at Sid Punt was available at a fraction of the price of of Dave Hughes. Hashtag blowing. 
Well, we know which one's not going to get the award for best uh, grab a mirror <laughs> this month. Or next month, probably. Ever, ever. Next. Six. At P Mason 83. Hey, P. Dr. Paul. Hashtag grab a mirror. The parents I saw with the six-year-old at the movies watching The Batman. <laughs> See how the word Lego was missing from the title? Two minutes in and a bloke gets murdered on screen and the kid starts getting all teary. Strap yourself in, young fella. Three more hours of this, and then your then your therapy begins. He'll be fine. It's just Batman. Batman's the best. I watched it today. Is it good? Uh, oh, I didn't watch that one. I watched the old one. Oh, it's a good I can't. One, I can't leave my house. It was on Channel Seven. I can't go. <laughs> can't go anywhere. Five. At Abraham Loke. Grab a mirror. The anti-vaccination protesters marching through my country town's main street on the footpath and being all civil disobedient, anti-authoritarian and stuff, but all bailed up like sheep at the traffic lights when the little red man flashed his don't walk red. <laughs> you got to obey the road rules. <laughs> at underscore Boo says. Hey, Boo. Remember there are blokes that wear undies from Kmart. Fuck me. You may as well wear a Toyo tie around the sock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> The state of some blokes, Ted Bundy's, is dead set criminal. More holes than a story from Prince Andrews and more skiddies than a Penrith cul-de-sac. Hashtag grow up. Hashtag Hutchins. I, I, like, I like those analogies. That was very good. Uh, can I have a go now? Yeah, you do. You said yeah. you've been waiting all summer to get this one here. Yeah, I, I did not say that. I said I couldn't be asked doing one tonight, but whatever. All right, here we go. Form up. You know that I love weirdos. I've spoken previously on this podcast about that chick that married a ghost pirate. That yes. didn't that didn't end well. Her anus ended up all rusty or something. A noose. There, there was that fruitcake that married a tree. Well, in the off-season, when I saw this story, I had to report on it. Here's the headline former. Woman in love with toy plane says it's the best relationship she's ever had. Sandra... 28 from Budapest, Hungary, has opened up about being in a relationship with a toy plane. She says she's in love, former. Right. Who, are we to, who are we to judge? It won't last, but who are we to judge? Sandra says she's always been obsessed with planes, even working as a flight attendant. But after breaking up with her boyfriend, Steve, in August, this nutcase decided to enter into a relationship with the object Dodged a bullet there, Steve. I'm giving you the red-hot tip. <laughs> the, toy, the toy aircraft is a 12-inch replica of a Boeing 747-400. If it's to not Boeing... Fair, to be fair, Steve's <laughs> at home smashing up a Barbie as we speak. So you know. <laughs> it's a Boeing 747-400. If it's not Boeing, Sandra's not going. And she, <laughs> she affectionately calls it Lufthansa or Luffy. Sandra says... She talks to Luffy all the time. They kiss, they cuddle, and she regularly sticks Luffy in her cockpit. She says Luffy is a great listener and a great lover, especially when they are both in flaps open mode. Am I right, ladies? I just love him, she says. Uh, says Sandra, the soon-to-be unemployed former flight attendant. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I will ever go back to dating a real man. In fact, once this article gets published... I think that choice will be taken totally out of my hands. 
fucking weirdo. Uh, the only downside, she says, is Luffy is always late leaving to go anywhere and sometimes just cancels with no explanation or diverts from Japan to Sydney via Brisbane with a five-hour fucking layover. Fuck you, Jetstar. Sorry. Sorry, I was just having flashbacks. Anyway, back to Sandra and Luffy. Sandra says Luffy might not always take off on time, but always gets her to her desired destination. That's what it's all about. Am I right, ladies? So grab a mirror, Sandra, you mad Hungarian. Grab those wingtips and have a nice flight. Good on you. At Sparkles077. Hey, Sparkles. Grab a mirror bosses making workers return to the office. We've worked from home for two years with increased productivity. But if you want to lose two hours of my work while I, while I fight Sydney traffic to come in and chat up the ladies and eat all your biscuits, righto. Hashtag, <laughs> how you doing, Beryl? Hashtag, ice vovos. 100%. Just go in there. Don't do a dump at home. Do it on the boss's time. You got it. If yeah. you have a dump at your own house. You're an you've idiot. Lost, you've lost your mind. You never dump at your house. You save up all week, I reckon, when you come around to my joint. It's very hard to get toilet paper these days. At Mr. Barjas. Hey, Bargie. Hashtag grab a mirror, the vaccine. Mm -hmm. It's the only logical reason a 52-year-old man that drank like a fish, smoked like a chimney, ate only shit food, snorted, well, uh, really enjoyed a party, could possibly have passed away. Shame on at Big Pharma Co. (laughs) Shame, put him in it. Also, grab a mirror any fuckwit that takes this seriously. Anyone who comments on how people died, who cares? He had an amazing life. It's a shame he was taken too soon. Source? But but that's what the tragedy is. Source? What got number one this week, former, and will probably go in the running for a voucher? One. At urgency underscore of underscore now. Hashtag grab a mirror. Vladimir Putin. Hey, Pooty. Didn't put him in it because he's a coward. We um, <laughs> Have some tea. Um, <laughs> Apparently Putin has uh, upped his arms race. He's brought in 45 lavender starlets to take on the Ukrainians now. <laughs> They're shitting themselves. What about that imbecile Scott Morrison in between playing April Sun in Cuba? Oh, we're sending some stuff over. Oh, don't worry about it. I can't tell you what it is, but it's coming. Get yourself ready. You idiot. You absolute imbecile. Shaking in his boots, old pooty. <laughs> For that, he just bombed Austria. <laughs> just, just, he got him confused. Um, grab a mirror at Vladimir Putin. Didn't put him in it. As if, as if border lockdowns and travel restrictions haven't made ordering a Russian bride hard enough. You go waving your wang around in Ukraine, making it almost impossible. Hashtag put her in it. Hashtag babushka. Hashtag next stop Mount Druitt. Hashtag only 10 bucks more. Have you seen his uh, missus? I think he's got quite a few missus. But what about the Ukrainian fella's missus? She's smoking on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, That's she, all. Her, life's, her life's in danger, but whatever. Yeah. No one knows where she is, but she, she's hot wherever she is. <laughs> Yourself and make a change. 
having a function or an event? Are you part of a sporting or community group? Do you have a birthday, anniversary, Bucks or Hens Night coming up? Mare Inc. can supply any custom product you can imagine. Custom-made T-shirts, aprons, stubby holders, cushions, shopping bags, hoodies, tote bags, vinyl stickers and decals. Or put your business logo on a range of workwear. Go to mareinc.com.au. Whatever the purpose, Mare Inc. has you covered. And now the new home of official full credit to the boys merchandise. NRL Round Preview brought to you by Bluebet. Bet Australian, bet with Bluey at bluebet.com.au or download the app today. Yes, and for the first time in 2022, I welcome the great man from Bluebet, Duncan McRae, to preview the the round one. How are you, champion? Paul, great. Welcome back after a big off-season. I hope everyone's well. Um, yeah, can't wait. Uh, the Bunnies just couldn't get over there in the last game this year. I think we might struggle a bit this year compared to last year. But looking forward to it, former. Can't wait for the uh, kickoff Thursday night. The uh, tradition of uh, following Wayne Bennett into uh, coaching a team must be weighing heavily on uh, your man, Jason Demetriou. I know. I wonder if he's going to bring in Nathan Tinkler as a um, <laughs> as a bit of a <laughs> someone that can help him get through. So let's let's certainly not hope so, big Tinky boy. But uh, yeah, a lot of pressure on Jason. Old Wayne. He, he knows when to hit the uh, exit door, doesn't he? Certainly. Certainly no timing in that way, the great man. Well, mate, we start on Thursday night and it's the Panthers up against the Manly Seagulls at our spiritual home, Bluebet Stadium. Uh, the Panthers are $1.62 with Bluebet. Manly Warringah at $2.30. The start's three and a half to the Manly side. Brother, are they just going to start where they finished, are they? Well, former, I, I think this will this market will definitely change with with Nathan Cleary definitely ruled out and Turbo in. So I think the Seagulls will tighten up. Uh, Penrith lost a Parramatta in that trial, and Manly have had good form. So I think this is going to be a a very close game, and I'm going to tip the Panthers just, but uh, big unders and probably under probably one or two points difference here for me. Yeah, I didn't realise about the uh, Cleary news. That is, uh, that makes it very, very close. Um, probably dollar uh, ninety. Take your pick here at the moment. Um, I might take the Eagles. Um, didn't like them. Didn't like the uh, Panthers with without the great uh, Nathan Cleary against the Eels. So uh, yeah, I might go with the the Eagles in a bit of an upset. If it's if it is an upset, we go to Friday night and it's the Raiders up against the Sharkies down there at Geom Cold Stadium. Uh, it's it's a dollar ninety. Take your pick with uh, Bluebet, uh, the Raiders or the Sharkies. The handicaps one and a half uh, to the Raiders at two dollars. Uh, if you want to give away one and a half, it's a uh, dollar eighty to the Sharkies. What are you thinking, mate? Yeah, well, I don't know what to think of the Raiders. They're, they're blooding a lot of young guys here with Schiller and Tomoko in the centres. The halfback Schneider, I've never heard of him. Former, maybe you can fill me in. Uh, up against Nico Hines at halfback with Matt Moylan at six. So, um, man, this is uh, the prices are right again. Absolutely no idea. You're going to tip the. Uh, I think the Sharks have got a good record against the Raiders, haven't they? For me, you'll be able to tell yeah, me that. Um, so. I'll tip the Sharks in a close one because I don't really know a lot of these Raiders players. Well, if uh, nothing else, the six and the seven for the uh, Sharkies must be the most dreamy six and seven combination for, uh, well, probably two or three decades. Moylan and Hines, the, the ladies will just be all over it. Um, yeah, I'll be back in the Sharkies. I'd 
I'm not very keen on the Raiders this year, to be honest, mate. I Dropping Croker will not be good for morale. Um, Josh Hodgson probably can't wait to get out of the joint. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be back in the Raiders as well, mate. I, I, I can't see... Uh, yeah, sorry, the Sharkies, I should say. I can't see the Raiders doing too much in 2022. Uh, the second game on Friday sees the Broncos up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Well, it was going to be a, a very interesting game before... Uh, is Reynolds definitely out? Is, is that what we're, we're hearing? Yeah, definitely out, definitely out. Well, that puts them at uh, the Broncos at about $3.60 with Bluebet. The uh, Rabbitohs are $1.28. Handicaps at 10 and a half. It's up there at Fat Horse Stadium. Mate, uh, you, good way to start the year, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, if you had a look at our next four weeks, if we don't win this one, Jason Dimitri could be the first coach back. <laughs> so uh, we need to get off to an absolute flyer here, the Bunnies. They should win, but I think it's going to be a close one. You know, you look at Illis and Walker, a new combination there with Cook as well. So um, the Broncos, they need to get off to a, a big start. I think they're a big price at three sixty. I market probably, you know, probably a dollar fifty the bunnies. So dollar twenty eight, finding too short. I think they'll win, but I'll be taking the ten and a half start the Broncos. Yeah, I'll be backing the Rabbitohs quite comfortably. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos are in it for quite a while, maybe sixty minutes. But I think just the class of the Rabbitohs. Uh, we'll probably see them get over the line up there. Uh, Saturday and the Sydney Roosters take on the Newcastle Knights. And it, it's at Good Seat Stadium where there's just not a bad seat in the house there at the SCG. Uh, $1.25 the Roosters, uh, $3.85 the Knights with Bluebet. Handicaps at $1.90, uh, 10.5 start given away if you want back the Roosters. 10.5 you can have if you want to back the Knights at $1.90 with, of course, the great people at Bluebet. Uh, Dunks. You'd be loath to back uh, the Roosters, but you might have to, won't you? Yeah, very keen on the Chooks here, mate. I don't like uh, that uh, the, the brain comes first here. I, first time they've had nearly a full-strength side available. The Knights, uh, Clune and Clifford, the new combination there uh, with Chris Randall. Tex Hoy. Oh, he's, he's, he's yeah, there. where is Tex? Well, he's, Joey's the coach now. He's, he's godfather, so he's number 18. Maybe it'll be a late inclusion, the great man. So... Um, <laughs> Look, I've got to tip the uh, the Chooks here with my favourite player, Paul Momorowski, to score the first try. Oh, the Momorowski effect. Uh, he's won a grand final pretty much everywhere he's gone, that Blake, except for, of course, the Tigers. Not even he could drag us over the line. Uh, yeah, I'll be backing the Roosters. Uh, the Knights might take a little bit to warm up this year, but, um, yeah, the Roosters, I think they'll be there when the uh, whips are cracking come September slash October. Uh, New Zealand Warriors take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. It's up there at... Um, North Auckland uh, Coast Stadium. Uh, Warriors are a dollar ninety. The Dragons are a dollar ninety with Bluebet handicaps one and a half to the Warriors for two dollars. Mate, uh, flip of the coin or do you like the Dragons? There's a lot of people warming to the Dragons. Please warming to the Dragons? Are you kidding me? Come on, man! I can't believe the. I heard that a bit on radio this morning as well. Someone's tipping the. Their best bet is the Dragons to make the eight. I'll take that bet for whatever he wants and get a bit of GST on it. I think the Warriors will win this. I can't have the Dragons. I think they're too old. I think they'll run out of steam. And uh, I'm pretty keen on the uh, Warriors here, boys. You don't think that uh, Aaron Woods might be able to drag them over the line? Uh, the the fresh legs of Aaron Woods up there for the Dragons? Yeah, I can't have Sharon, boys. He's one of yours. He's one of yours. He's a Tiger man. He's a Tiger man. So um, I can't wait till he's... I thought he'd become, be a comeback like John Hopawate into the Tigers team, but not this year. Oh, he's, yeah, best of luck. Uh, I'll, I'll be backing the Warriors, but 
I'm starting to think that they might be getting a little bit fatigued not being uh, being able to play in New Zealand. Surely that's got to uh, start taking its toll eventually. Uh, but it mightn't take it this week against the Dragons. Um, well, it's the game we've all been waiting for. It's the West Tigers up against the Melbourne Storm. It's at Combank uh, Zero Interest Rate Stadium. Uh, $3.85, the Tigers, if you don't mind. Money for jam. Uh, taking on the Storm at $1.25 with Bluebet. Handicaps at $10.50, uh, $1.90. Take your pick. Mate, uh, I mean, have you seen a better bet than the Tigers against the Storm? Well, I, I, I've got to throw a stat at you. I don't think the Storm have lost round one since Captain Cook turned up here for me. So, uh, oh, you're saying they're due. I know what you're saying. I uh, I think... I, yeah, I'm pretty keen on the Storm here, boys. Uh, um, former, I just... The Tigers, they'll give it everything, but, you know, they're not really an 80-minute team. Let's see if they can find something this year. But uh, I, as a betting man, I can't go past the storm here for them. Sorry about that, punter. Yeah, look, Brendan Smith being named on a loophole sort of uh, gives me a real bad taste in my mouth. Um, not as bad as the taste up, uh, Brendan's. No, no, it doesn't matter. Um, no, I'll be backing the Tigers on a real rough, rough bet here. Um, with no confidence, I've got to be honest. We go to Sunday and the Eels take on the Gold Coast. It's over at uh, Combat Zero Bank Zero Percent uh, Interest Rate Stadium. Uh, it's a dollar fifty. The Eels two dollars fifty five. The Titans who have a few fans in the uh, preseason a dollar ninety for a five and a half start giving away to the Eels. Um, Dunks. Are the Eels the real deal in 2020? I think they are, mate. I'm, I'm very keen on the Eels. Better, better the week for me this week. I, I I don't know about September, but I definitely know March is the month of the Eels. Mm, so, uh, that's a good point. Very keen on the Eels here. I think they'll win and win easily. Had a good win against... I watched that preseason game against Penrith. I thought they were very sharp. If they can continue that form, I think they'll win. Brimson and Sexton, a new combination for the Titans. I think that'll take a bit of getting used to. The Eels locked in. They've still got that good spine there together. I, you know, I, I know Moses got his critics, but him with uh, with Dylan Brown and Gutherson at the back, I think they can control things and, and win easy for me here, boys. The uh, final, you know, I'll take the Eels as well. I, I think I'm a bit like you, mate. I think they'll start like a house on fire. Whether they're still there in September, October is uh, yet to be seen. Uh, we go to the final game, and I believe uh, Peter Volandis tried to get this played at midnight on Sunday night, but he couldn't get a start. Uh, it's the Cowboys up against the Bulldogs. Uh, it's a dollar ninety. Take your pick. Um, it's a dollar one dollar ninety, which is also how much it is to get in, I believe, on Sunday. Um, it's uh, the handicap's one and a half. Uh, to the uh, Bulldogs, can you believe it, to the $1.80. Dunks, uh, I know you're waiting eagerly for the uh, return of Kyle Flanagan. Until then, we get to see Jake Avarillo run around, um, whereas uh, the Cowboys have got uh, Dearden, they've got Townsend as halfbacks, they've got Scotty Drinkwater sitting in the reserves, they've got halfbacks plenty over there. Um, What are you thinking? Hey, well, I'm with you, Fawn. I've got absolutely no idea up here. Um, I think it'll be an open game. I'm going to tip the overs. I think it'll be about 40 and a half. I'm tipping a lot of points. But I will tip the Cowboys at home uh, just for the fact that they are playing at home, former Bulldogs, a lot of expectations, a lot of big-name signings. Can they produce? They didn't in the trials, but we'll, we'll see what happens against the Cowboys. Let's... Uh... I'll, I'll, oh, mate, this is a dead set toss of the coin. Uh, I'll back it. Like you say, maybe the home ground advantage might get the uh, Cowboys home. Saying that, not very kernel number all over the year. Let's look at 2022 predictions with you, Dunks. Uh, who's the grand final teams and then the ultimate winner uh, come the end of the year? 
ongoing fairy tales for the Melbourne Storm this year. Mm. I think uh, with all those players leaving, I think they will win the competition and I think they will beat the team that nutted them uh, last year, the Penrith Panthers with the Seagulls just going down in the uh, qualification final. What about uh, Dally M winner? Dally M winner. I am going to go uh, Dally M winner. Nathan Cleary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably $1.90. Um, top try scorer for the year. Top try scorer. I am going Xavier Coates. Yeah, me too. Uh, origin winner and the result in the three games? Uh, 3-0 New South Wales. I think Billy Slater will, will be uh, looking for a new staff after game three. <laughs> the third game is in Queensland, so I think it'll be 2-0 heading to there and a lot of pressure on them. Uh, and I think the uh, the player of the tournament for New South Wales will be Cameron Murray. Hmm, interesting. Uh, the two bad news stories. First coach gone for the year. Oh, I, look, I don't like doing this former just because they're my team and this won't happen and I don't want to bag anyone else. Uh, well, it won't be Ricky Stewart. Maguire, they... Uh, it's Nathan Brown. Oh, jeez. Nathan Brown. There's one from... Gee, I would have thought Trent Barrett was already looking a bit tired, Dunks, but fair enough. Um, and finally, Wooden Spooners. Wooden Spooners, uh, well, everyone's tipping for the eight, so I'm tipping them for the spoon. Who? Dragons. Dragons, yeah, fair enough. They were initially my pick, but uh, I don't know. Maybe clearing the decks there might be a good thing for them. Uh, mate, just before we do go, it's been a very, very ordinary week in sport. Did you uh, ever cross paths with the great man Shane Warne? Well, back in my former life as an employee at Sporting Bet, he uh, did a lot of ads for us and uh, was a very nice man. And I'm still in a bit of shock, like I'm sure everyone is former, to uh, probably the, the you know number one sporting icon coming through for all of us around our age was, was Shane Warne. And uh, just unbelievable. Can't believe it, to be honest with you. Cannot believe it. It, uh, it absolutely floored me. It's one of them times, I was saying to Sid earlier today, it's one of them times where you just... You can remember where you be. It's like it's much like Princess Di, Michael Hutchinson. It's right I'll tell you, I feel thing. sorry for former. Yeah, Rod Marsh hasn't he been forgotten pretty quick? Well, I said to Sid the other bloke I feel sorry for is Daryl Daryl Cullinan because Warney haunted him when he was alive. So, mate, what is the spirit of Warney going to do, Daryl Cullinan, while he, when he's dead? He mightn't yeah. sleep for the rest of the rest of his time. Poor old Daryl. But um, yeah, very very sad week, mate, and uh, irreplaceable, irreplaceable. I'm with you, mate. Here. All right, mate. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully in better circumstances. Stay dry, mate, uh, if you can there, over in the uh, rain uh, rain catchment area of Little Bay. <laughs> no, I can't wait. We've got to get a ground out here at Heffron, mate, so we can't <laughs> wait for its name. Right, mate. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. NRL Round Preview brought to you by Bluebet. Bet Australian. Bet with Bluey at bluebet.com.au or download the app today. Sack. Open the sack, empty the sack. The boys sack. Yeah, boys sack. Mail and feedback time. Said uh, we'll start with the tipping comp, which has been very popular already. There's, oh, I don't know, there's about 150 entrants or something like that already. It's on yep. NRL.com. The tipping comp code is Z3H4CK9W. Or go back through my tweets from the last day or so, and you'll be able to see a link to the competition. Join in, have some fun. 
Um, there's a perpetual trophy and other prizes we hand out at the end of the year to the winner. Um, and not only that, you can just hang shit on Sid about how bad he is at tipping. So, um, yeah, and yeah. Also, also, well, you remind me, last year's winner, can you get in touch with me? <laughs> um, this is a problem where everyone signs up to the tipping comp. Nobody uses their real names, and they don't use their Twitter names. I don't know who people are, but to get your name on that giant dick perpetual trophy, it's well worth it. Contact me, and I'll send you a whole bunch of shit as well. Yeah, and we started off a um, segment last week. Uh, it's sponsored by NDF Group, uh, our friends up there on the far north coast, the best electrical electrical group in the uh, all of the northern coast, some of the southern coast, and a little bit inland as well. Um, if you want a good set of uh, hydroponics put up in your roof of your house, these guys <laughs> are the guys you need to call. Um, I've got I've got a whole new jingle for them coming next week. Sorry, I was going to do it this week, but flood prone, whatever. So <laughs> next next week it's going to be. A brand new jingle for our brand new segment, the Golden Mushrooms, the Shiitake Awards. To be fair to Sid too, it is the first time he's done a podcast in a rowboat, so um, it is <laughs> yeah. difficult. It's very difficult. You can actually hear the rain. Sorry about that, but can't be helped. I'm in a little shed. Um, so yeah, this is the Golden Mushroom Shiitake Awards. It's the worst shit take of the week. I'm not going to say this guy's Twitter handle only because he's just an average day punter. Um, but we don't, we don't want to cause any fights. We're just pointing out that maybe you should have uh, re, redone this tweet. The best some time. Stage, some stage you've gone, this is a good tweet. I'm going to punch yeah. that out there and see what happens. The so best this... time to delete this tweet was straight after <laughs> typing this tweet. This guy says, um, and this was tweeted on the 5th of March. At around 7 o'clock in the morning. Shane Warne, misogynist, ball thrower. Am I missing something? Yes. I get that sport brings great joy to millions, but there are sports people who are very flawed and we should never gloss over that. I mean, Fuck off. Here's, here's a tip for you. Uh, amongst your shit take... One thing I'll say about Warren, and he blocked me on Twitter, by the way. Um, probably fair enough when I went when I went back through the history. I went, yeah, fair enough. Um, there was there was a time on this podcast that we used to go rogue and and try and get a rise out of celebrities. No, we're trying to get a follow or a, or a retweet or a like at least. There was a point scoring. Ah, oh, oh, I read the brief wrong because I just you offended had, everyone. You had, you had Sunny Bill. I went rogue. Yeah, yeah, he blocked you. Yeah, he um, blocked me. I had Warney and um, Normie had Russell Crowe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Normie went pretty hard on Russell Crowe too. I think he might have got blocked as well. But anyway, um, the one thing I'll say I was, about Warney. I, I, I was in Peru at the time munching on leaves. I, I, I should not have tweeted anything. Much like this person should not have tweeted anything. Yeah. What did he say? Um, there are sports persons who are very flawed. One thing that apparently is universal about Shane Warne is he owned his mistakes. Yes. So the first bloke who would tell you Shane Warne was flawed would be Shane Warne. Mm-hmm. So, mate, and second of all, social media is a pretty powerful thing. How do you go if, you, if his kids read that? Come yeah. on. I mean, and the other thing is, it's a shit take. It's it an is. absolute it's a, shit take. It's a dead set 
uh, top five already. We're only week two into the podcast, but this is top five for a shiitake award at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's up there. So um, I've got about five or six already in the bank. One of them was <laughs> one of them went viral this week, but I had to get this one out because it was more current. Um, but yeah, so that's my shiitake shit take uh, entrant for the week. Like I said, I'm not going to say his name. That's the state of uh, Twitter at the moment. It's yeah. it's a bit of a cesspool. Not not you guys that listen to our show. You no, guys are of fine. Not. I think everyone uh, that listens to this. Now we got two letters in the mail today. Yeah, good. Um, first one. Hi, former and Sid. Hey, welcome. Welcome back for the new season. Thank you. I'm just asking for a friend. Now that we've lost Warney, Dutchie Holland, Terry Jenner and Richie over the past couple of years, who do you think is the greatest living Australian leg spinner? Kind regards, Stuart M. from Cremorne. P.S. Yes, I agree. I'm lucky to be living. <laughs> I'm lucky to be living. The oxygen was just about to run out in the boot of that car. Good what about this one? Mm. Hi, fellas. I was hoping you could help me find an NRL club to play for 2022. My stats of 249 NRL games, 126 tries, 9 origins, 7 tests, 2 police charges and 29 days in a Japanese prison surely qualify me to play in the NRL, at the very least with the Dragons or the Bulldogs. I'm fit and despite my fingers being a problem on and off the field, I'm raring to go. So if you hear of anything, please let me know. Yours sincerely, Blake or Blake's parole officer from Tokyo. If there is ever a headline that Blake Ferguson is attached to signing with the Redcliffe Dolphins, I want somebody to please send that to PO Box four one six six. I want to frame the next the next club that he is associated with in the NRL. I'm going to frame that and put that up in the studio. Um, is that it for the week? We're, that is this, it for the week. This might not even go up, so we might have done a whole heap of work for nothing. So who knows? Uh, yeah. Uh, stay dry, um, Sid. Go and um, put a blow dryer and put a lot of stuff in rice. That's what I've heard works. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> including the hard drive with all the all the work on it from the last eight years. Uh, shout out to all the other Full Credit at the Boys podcasts. There's about 12 of you. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the 14 other people doing Full Credit at the Boys merchandise. I mean, fantastic stuff from you. Um, catch you next week. Uh, enjoy your week, enjoy round one of the footy, and um, stay dry. I mean, do your best. Good luck. Well, Sid, that's another episode. Thanks for listening to Full Credit of the Boys this week, and thanks to Liquorland, who are our proud sponsors of Full Credit to the Boys. Liquorland has plenty of drink specials for you, like our favourites, the Forex Gold Block uh, 375 Mills. Check it out at liquorland.com.au. Um, what's your drink of choice this week, Sid, as you sit down to watch round one of the NRL? Mate, 100%. I'm going to get on the Forex Golds while I watch the mighty West Tigers beat Melbourne's streak. They win first game every year. But that's Except not going to happen. It's not going to happen this year, my friends. Yeah, you can sign up today and get $10 off your first purchase. Now, for great deals on a wide range of li- alcohol, go to liquorland.com.au. You can also sign up today to get $10 off your first purchase. For great deals on a wide range of alcohol, go to liquorland.com.au or visit your local store. Please drink responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See online for details. We hope you enjoyed this week's Full Credit of the Boys. See you next week.